0: Chavis.
1: Thank you, Sid. Hello, everyone. I'm Donna Chavis, and I'm glad you've joined us. Jermaine and Rebecca Francis answered the call to be taught, trained, equipped, and activated to hear God's voice, and now they are activating others to hear God's voice. Biblically, Every spirit-filled believer, according to Jermaine and Rebecca, can be activated to receive what God is saying and actually share it with others. They activate believers into prophetic ministry and teach them how it practically fits into your everyday life. And they have personally prophesied, personally, to over 10,000 people. Jermaine and Rebecca, welcome Thank you. Well, it's so nice to have you. Now, now you both wrote a brand-new book. I mean, it is hot off the press called Activating the Gift of Prophecy. Why did you write that?
2: Um you know, traveling and speaking in ministry and, you know, ministering and prophesying over people, uh, you know, we run into people all the time that are like, oh, my gosh, that's so amazing. I want to do that. You know, is, is there a book or is there something I can read that can, you know, help me to start growing and training just like that? And, you know, I found myself speechless oftentimes. Like, I, okay, I, I actually have nothing to recommend you. I can't think of anything. I know a lot of books that teach on activations. I know a lot of books that teach about prophecy and prophets in general. Um, But in that moment I'm like, you know what, I actually can't think of a book I could just recommend you for you to start reading and just be able to start activating immediately. And so that kind of stirred inside of me like, this book is needed. And you know, so I felt the call that we needed to write this book to help uh, bridge that gap and help people who, who just want to get started and don't know where to even begin.
1: Yes, yes. And you know what? After reading the book, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, let's give people a recent example. Tell me an example of hearing God and, and then being able to share what he said.
2: Sure. Yeah, just a few months ago, I was at a conference speaking, and um, during the, the worship time, um, some of the there were local authorities that were actually looking for these twin girls that were lost. they have been searching for them all day. And uh they were in connection with the leaders of the church and they got up and said, you know, these authorities, you know, request our help. Would we pray? And so um, they came, they, they, they had different leaders in the church praying and then they came to me and he just handed me the microphone. And so I took it and I just started praying and just kind of like, okay, Lord, what are you saying about this? And asking the Lord, what is his view? What is he saying situation? Immediately I just felt felt from the Lord, like, you know, to declare and to, to release the word that these girls would be found within an hour. And so I did that. I made a declaration. I released what I felt I felt from the Lord. And I handed back the microphone. We went back into a time of worship for probably about 20, 30 minutes. And then they got back on the microphone and said the authorities just contacted them and said the girls were found. So the girls were literally found within that hour. Wow. Demonstration of, of, of what God spoke and what God released.
1: Yes. So you, you actually, you prayed, and then you listened, and you heard or sensed God speaking that to you and actually felt confident to be able to share that.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Whew. Rebecca, that is bold, isn't it? That's that's bold.
3: It sure is. You know, people do um, often hear God and don't always maybe realize how clearly they are hearing him. So our heart is for people to re- recognize that moment that that was God.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
3: And so that's kind of our passion, too, in writing the book.
1: Yes. And the teaching, you actually teach that in the book. So that's what I found so wonderful about this book. But Jermaine, I want to stick with you just for another minute, because you also had a recent prophecy um, where you actually saw something that, that, that you called dark mantles. Tell us about that.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. I just uh, saw this kind of picture the Lord was showing me. It was just about these different influential peoples throughout the world that, that were wearing basically these, these mantles of darkness that were keeping evil in place, keeping darkness in place. And I just saw the Lord begin to really strip those off those individuals and was really uh, kind of dethroning basically some dark powers through that I just saw these individuals that were keeping just, just darkness in place and, and evil in operation in the earth and the Lord just began to strip those away. So that prophetic words were really what I was sensing for that the Lord's doing right now in the earth is, is stripping dark mantles off individuals operating darkness, keeping darkness in play in the earth and he's really gonna beginning to empower the church to begin to replace those places with light and life.
1: Now, I know in the book you actually tell us what you heard God say. Is that something that, that you can that you can tell us now? What did he say about this?
2: Uh, that it really was a kind of a changing of the guards and a, a shifting of authorities in the earth, that he was really beginning to uh, position his church in these places of authority that once were held by darkness.
1: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, I love the way you said, okay, tag your it. I'm doing this and now it's your turn. Do we have a part to play in this? I mean, it's uh, you know God revealing and God showing and God speaking. What what is our part, Jermaine?
2: And you know, in everything we believe that uh, you know God is does, God doesn't just do something in the earth. He 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 partners with us to accomplish his purpose in the earth. And and I, I really feel that, you know, many of us sometimes we may grow up with different theologies that might believe, well, i just got to pray and wait on God to do it, you know. And I really believe God God empowers us to, to take his word, to partner with what he's declared, to partner with what he's spoken. And as we receive that word and partner with it by beginning to step out and do acts of faith, begin to step out, by his word that that's where we begin to see the manifestation of of the fulfillment of those words begin to come to pass when we partner with what God has spoken and what God's released.
1: Yes, yes. And Rebecca, speaking of partnering, you you both minister together. I mean, God has brought you two together. I mean, wow, what a powerhouse together. But but you guys partner together in this ministry, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we both felt our own call just to obey God, but as we um, got to know each other and, of course, got married, it, it, we didn't realize how well it would interconnect. Mm-hmm. We honestly find that even though there are different assignments, different strengths and abilities, Jermaine is a fiery preacher. I'm more of the give me a whiteboard, you know, in a small classroom. Yes. <laughs> but um, but the amazing thing is, we'll both go wherever we may be going to minister or train. We'll both ask the Lord to speak to us. And get something maybe even seemingly different, but that perfectly links together, and that's just because God's not divided. So he he knows how to work on a team really well. Um, So we find hearing God's voice can lead us to bring our strengths to the table and our gifting to the table, but also what God said to the table um, and work really well together.
1: Yes, absolutely. Jermaine, I said something at the beginning uh, when I was introducing you guys, and that you believe biblically that every spirit-filled believer can prophesy.
2: Yes, absolutely uh, You know, sometimes when we think about prophesying or prophecy We think it's, you know, for the elite prophet Or, or you know, this person with a special visitation from the Lord um, But we believe that every single believer can prophesy Because we're, we're filled with His Spirit You know, when we, when we receive His Spirit We don't receive a part of Him We receive Him in, 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 in the fullness of who He is Which includes the Holy Spirit Which includes His voice speaking to us And so each and every believer Really should be hearing the voice of the Lord You know, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice, you know, and and, and we quote that scripture a lot. We know that. And so if we're his sheep, we should all be hearing his voice, not just an elite few, but all of us. And sometimes the biggest thing for most believers is they might not just be recognizing his voice. You know, they might be expecting it to sound a certain way, looking for it and missing the simplicity of how God really is speaking to them. So I believe every believer is called to hear the voice of the Lord.
3: You know, there's really not actually usually hype around it, and sometimes you read Bible stories where angels came down or something really epic happened, and you might think that's how God speaks, but the vast majority, it's almost seems inconsequential if you're looking for the clouds to open or, you know, an angel to appear or something like that.
1: Right. To
3: notice it, it's actually very profound and very normal at the same time.
1: That's another thing that I really liked when I I was reading your book. I mean, we read all of the books word for word. At least a couple of us, uh, a couple of us read them. And that's another thing that I liked. I mean, the the practical teaching, the simplicity of the way you you teach it, and how you teach people to recognize. So I really, really loved that. But I'm going to say something right now that's going to help so many of you that are listening. This is going to be profound to you. Jermaine, <laughs> uh, for those people that were are saying, oh, you know, I couldn't do that. I couldn't speak something out like that. Will you share with us and with the listeners your first time prophesying?
2: I remember the first time um, prophesying where I was here at Christian National, their Bible college, and we went through some prophetic classes. And, and so we have prophetic teams that meet every Friday night and they prophesy uh, over people that come in students, you're placed on the teams and you're and you're asked to, you know, to pray and to maybe just submit one little thing that you get. You, you're not responsible to carry the weight of the team. And so I remember I was on the team and, uh, you know, they hand me the recorder. We used to use tape recorders at that time and say, go ahead and prophesy. And so, you know, I was so nervous. I was absolutely terrified. You know? <laughs> like, can I do this? You know, because I'm hearing the people around me, they're just flowing. Their words sound amazing and so articulate. I'm like, I don't know if I can really do this. You know, I'm getting like one sentence, like from Lord, God loves you, I think, maybe, I hope, you know, <laughs> and just not feeling very confident about it. But as soon as they handed me the recorder, all of a sudden, I just felt the word begin begin to just flow out and, and just begin to really release what I felt God was saying, it, it really just just uh, uh and and i just started to say you know i feel like you need a job you're you're looking for a job you're you're believing god for a job and all of a sudden the person just kind of like tear up and they're like oh my gosh i really was believing god for a job and i was like what you know oh what was i accurate oh my gosh like you know they were shocked and i was shocked you know so it, it was just uh, just just an amazing of, of god's faithfulness you know even when i didn't feel like i had anything or i didn't feel secure in giving the word
1: Right. And I didn't want to put you on the spot there, but I think that's so helpful for people to know. No, Jermaine didn't always just stand up with confidence and boldness. You too had to learn this process and learn how to hear and, that, and, and all of that. So I just thought, oh, that's going to help people to know that. And Rebecca, do people sometimes just make it too complicated?
3: They do. You know, sometimes they think either um, that they have to understand all the answers or understand what they're ministering or um, get a full picture or get something profound that they think would change your life. And, you know, sometimes the simplest word, you might not even know what it means to the other person if you're uh, ministering it to them and and it's really very simple. But Jesus' examples often weren't that complicated. They were just simple. He just touched their hearts right where they were. So, you know, like I said before, it's usually not the hype. It's not the um, excitement. It's not how complex. Um, it's just a simple, my sheep hear my voice. Um, and that is a, an ongoing thing.
1: That is wonderful. That is something great to remember. And I want all the people that are listening to know that you are listening to Jermaine and Rebecca Francis, and we want to make sure that you have an opportunity to get their powerful resource before we leave today. So be sure to listen for Sid at the end of the program to find out how you can get it for yourself, your family, your church, maybe even if you're doing a, a group study. It's Jermaine and Rebecca's brand new book, Activating the Gift of Prophecy, and they've also developed a brand new and exclusive three-part audio teaching series. Um, Tell us a little bit, uh, Jermaine, about what, what will people learn from this series?
2: And so the series is going to be, it's a simple practical way of what does it look like to actually hear God's voice in your day to day? You know, people have jobs, people have families, you go, you go to the grocery store, you, you, you know, you're just living a normal life. And so in, in this, we're giving keys of what it looks like to actually hear God in a simple way in your life and how to apply it, what it actually looks like, what, how you can partner with God in just doing what you would consider just a normal life, but, but inviting God to speak and, and you being able to connect and hear God in your life.
3: Yes. And I think first we learn how to recognize God's voice, but then we learn how to follow. And, you know, like that scripture, my sheep hear my voice and another, they, they won't follow. Um, so we'll even talk a bit about having your whole life on a daily basis led by the voice of God, not just it being a tool that you use when needed or when you think you need it, but that it really becomes a part of the air that you breathe.
1: Yes, yes. And, and I love that this is geared toward... Uh, just us regular, everyday believers and how we can fit it into our everyday life. I mean, of course, you guys use it on a grand scale sometimes when you're ministering to hundreds and thousands, as we mentioned before, but every single person listening can actually learn from this. And you even told us that even people that have never prophesied will be doing that by the time they finish this book and listening to this teaching series. So, So I just have to say wow i don't want anyone to miss that well we've learned that every spirit filled believer can be activated in the prophetic so guys what's stopping us
3: you know other than lack of awareness sometimes is one thing stopping us but really even bigger than that it's the plan of the enemy since the garden of eden to separate man from god i mean that was that's what he knew would happen if eve ate the fruit of um of the tree that she would become separated from god ultimately and so that same purpose is still happening you know in the garden eve was able to we cannot even imagine what this is like to somehow walk with god and literally be present with him um and that was the first separation that happened well that desire that relationship god had desired to have with man did not change just because of sin It's just that that there became a separation. And so we all know Jesus came, the veil was ripped, we have access to God, but we sometimes compartmentalize that to say to ourselves we have access to God to ask for our sins to be forgiven, not we have access to God to walk with him in the cool of the day and and be present with him and hear his voice. Voice, so it's really a strategy the enemy to bring uh, that brings either shame. I find that many times when we're activating people, one of the number one things they'll struggle with is feeling somehow I'm not good enough. Mm. Did I speed today? You know, did I fast? Have I read scripture? Have I, you know, am I? good enough right now for God to speak to me or speak through me? And the simple answer is yes, because Jesus died on the cross for your sin, and you have accepted him as your Savior, and therefore, before God, you have access to the throne, to boldly come before the throne of grace. And so it's, um, I think more than anything, the lie of the enemy stops us from kind of um, accepting or opening our heart to even the possibility because we think, oh gosh, I'm just, I'm tainted or I'm not, why would God choose me? Or the number one thing I hear people say is I'm not as spiritual. They'll say, you know, oh, well, you're so much more spiritual than me, or I'm not that spiritual of a person or, and that's just, you know, you are a spirit in a body. You can't be any more spiritual than that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it's just that plan and strategy. The enemy has to make us feel that we're separated and, and distant somehow from God.
1: Yes, and, and you said earlier that it's simple, it's simple, you know. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So it's, it's simple. That that was a very matter-of-fact thing that Jesus said. It's simple. But you're talking about a strategy from our enemy that wants to make it hard and confusing for us.
3: Absolutely. That wants to make us feel like, you know, the first lie that the serpent said is, has God said? did God really say that, which is almost, you know, it's not only challenging what he said, but challenging, did you hear him right? And, you know, in a relationship with a friend or any relationship you might have, if if you were to say, well, my husband or wife or best friend, they said this and someone challenged it, you might have to double check, wait, is that what they said? You know, it might put a pause inside of you. Sure. Was God speaking to me? And, you know, actually, Jermaine has a a funny saying that gets people really riled up, but he says a lot of times when God speaks to us, we we say, Lord, if that was you, cause the wind to blow, the curtain to lift, a bus to drive, all at the same time, confirm it, you know, (laughs) because we really want to be sure it's God. Exactly. But we might believe the devil right away because the devil's the one who might have said to us, that wasn't God. You can't hear God. And right away we believe it because we go, oh, no. What if that's true? So so it's the plan of the enemy to kind of put us down almost
2: Mm -hmm.
3: less than what God sees us as. It's really so simple. Just like you know your friend is talking to you, Jesus is our friend, and he's talking to us.
1: Oh, that is great. Well, well, one of you, just just choose one. I feel like at this point, we should probably pray for those that are listening to break off any of this confusion and that people would be able to recognize it and immediately put it off and, and believe the Word.
2: Sure, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, and I'm feeling that. There are people listening right now that's like, you know, well, they're making it sound so easy, but it really can't be that simple. And I believe absolutely it is that simple. And so, so Father, right now, we just thank you for for the listeners right now, and even the things that they're feeling stirring in their hearts, even right now where the enemy may have just highlighted a lie to them that they're just questioning, like, well, they're saying this, but could it be true? Lord, we just break that lie right now in Jesus' name. And, Lord, every place where they feel less than and they don't feel worthy to hear your voice, Lord, we just break that right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just declare that you're surrounding them and your confidence to rise inside of their hearts right now, that they're hearing your voice, they're hearing from you. And Lord, we just release a supernatural faith to their hearts. Yes. That you're speaking to them and that they can hear you. To so every place of confusion, every place of uncertainty, we just break it now in Jesus' name when we release supernatural confidence right now.
3: And I feel like there are some listeners who, um, feel they ask God very specific questions, and you may be listening and have already asked, and He di- you felt he didn't answer, and that the time has now passed, and you're almost feeling stuck in a situation because God didn't answer in time, almost like Lazarus' sister was like, Lord, if you had come sooner. Um, And I just see, right, the Spirit of God breathing life into that situation that seems to be dead, where there wasn't an answer and there wasn't a solution. And I especially feel um, in two main areas, relationships, marriage and family relationships, and career um, uh, areas where there seems to be some loss. Uh, I see the Spirit of God is breathing life onto those circumstances. What died in waiting on an answer is now going to be resurrected. So, Lord, I just declare resurrection life to those unresolved things that have been in the waiting season, that the waiting is no more, Lord, and you are going to bring, just like Jesus said, he's not dead, he's only asleep. Lord, you're going to wake up those things again yes. with your answers, with truth, and with with um, great expectation in the hearts of each listener to see these things, things fulfilled and turned around for your glory in Jesus' name.
1: Yes, yes. Amen. Amen to that. Um I I wanted to if for anybody that is wondering, there's a prophet and there are prophetic people, but there's a difference, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we see in Ephesians four eleven it describes the fivefold ministry. And it talks about the apostle and the prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. And so uh, th- there's a distinction. We, we can all be prophetic, which means basically we're all operating in the spirit of God, hearing his voice. But a prophet is someone uh, called by God uh, to, to be a prophet, really to, for, for a purpose of equipping the body to be prophetic. And the best analogy I like to use is a prophet is a five-star chef. <laughs> <laughs> Know, they cook beautiful cuisine they craft menus and then just a believer who hears God and prophesies who can cook at home right and so they can both cook but however one of them creates a standard for food creates the standard that you go to the restaurant for creates the standard of, of understanding how foods work and how you mix food together for to, to really taste good on your palate and another one cooks because they we need to eat right so so a stay-at-home mom or someone who just cooks at home they can they both can cook however one holds a standard that, that basically uh, uh, impacts the whole world. So a five-star chef t- really creates a standard for, for food across the world. And so a five-fold prophet is one who holds a mantle from God to, to uphold the prophetic m- gifting and and, 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 and and trade, basically, <laughs> is one way to say it, in, in the earth that, that creates a standard for God's voice in earth. But that equips every other person to be able to cook.
1: <laughs> yes, Yes, I I like that. So the office of a prophet is, is a specific calling and mantle, but every spirit-filled believer can operate in the prophetic on a day-to-day basis, which is what you, you teach. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, I I know we cannot go into it on this show because it takes a lot longer than that, but are there just some simple steps, and we won't go into every one of them, but are there just some simple steps to flowing and in the prophetic in your life is there some a few things that you can tell us just just simply one two three
3: yes absolutely uh the simple simplest way is jesus said ask and you will receive so we just encourage people to ask once you ask listen and whatever you hear believe it so ask listen and believe um and and Again, depending on how confident or what's going on in your life, you, you might take everything with a little wisdom or a little patience and let God show you over time as well. But if you just ask, Lord, speak to me today, um, when you get up in the morning and have your prayer time, God, what's one thing you want to say to me about today? Listen and believe whatever you heard is from God. And we, you know, we always say if it's God, it's going to line up with the Bible. Yes. that. You know? Yes. And then most likely if it's God, it's not going to throw you into a panic or destroy and uproot your entire life, most likely. Um, So there's a level of balance you would expect or wisdom you would expect to go with it. But otherwise, just believe it's God. And and the number one question people ask is, how do I know whether or not that thought that came to me was from God? And so that's when we'll say, well, if if it is not in conflict with Scripture and it's not causing, you know, a distress in your life, Even if it is causing a distress, you can still meet with a pastor or leader to begin to walk that out. But if it's not causing a distress in your life, then let's look at it with wisdom and let's go on, err on the side of faith that maybe God is speaking to you, but operate in wisdom at the same time. You know, it comes to a point where if you are looking for it, you'll see it. Just like if you buy a new car, you never noticed that car on the road. Now that you bought it yourself, you see it everywhere. Yes, the same thing starts to happen. Once you ask God and you're aware and you're looking for it, you'll start to notice, oh. And a lot of times you notice looking back, you notice, oh, God did kind of speak to me this morning to have patience today, and and everything has been testing my patience since then. Now I know it was God. (laughs) Or um, something to that effect. You may be more sure looking back, but that will just confirm to you tomorrow, whatever you sense tomorrow is from the Lord. Just go ahead and believe it and act on it. One thing we do on a regular basis is just ask God going into any situation, meeting, workplace, um, any new sort of scenario, just ask God to speak to us about that scenario as we go in. And so he may say, as we go in to, you know, bring joy. So we know to go in and kind of be lighthearted and bring whatever it means to bring joy. Maybe we'll crack a joke or, or whatever the case may be, but it's just believing God asking and believing he spoke it and then acting in wisdom on whatever you believe, and it will grow from that point.
1: Yes, yes. Jermaine, you have such a great answer to the question that a lot of people ask. Exactly, what is prophecy?
2: I'm going to put it the simplest way because sometimes people when we think about prophecy we're only thinking about the future we're only thinking about what's going to happen I have to prophesy something way down the future that's grand and truthfully prophecy is really just having a glimpse into the mind of God it is seeing God's heart his intentions and his thoughts about something and in Psalms chapter 8 it basically says the angels said to the Lord you know what is man that thou art mindful of him you know and so what was actually happening was the angels were, were really getting to a glimpse into God's mind. It was seeing that God's mind and thoughts were full of man. He was thinking about us. He was thinking about each and every one of us. He was thinking about every aspect of our lives, every aspect of who we are. And so it's literally just a glimpse into God's heart of how he feels about us, what he thinks about us. And you know, it's whenever we prophesy to people, it's always it always amazes us what we hear God saying to them because uh, we're, we're getting a glimpse of how God views them also as we're releasing a word to someone because we're, we're now seeing, wow, this is how God feels about this person. Wow, this is what God thinks about them. Wow, this is what God's doing in their life. And it really just gives a greater perspective of the heart of God when, when we begin to prophesy, because it gives us a glimpse into who God is and how God thinks about us.
1: Yes. Uh, I just want to say that again, if you don't mind. I want to repeat that, what you just said. Uh, just uh, if, if anyone's listening and they thought, what did, what did he say? What did he say about the glimpse? Prophecy is a glimpse into the heart and mind of God. Wow, I have to tell you guys, that just floored me to to be able to think about that. Prophecy is a glimpse into the heart and mind of God. (laughs) I get excited about that. And then also, according to Scripture, there's some very specific purposes for prophecy.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, And then we see in Corinthians it says prophecies for edification, exhortation, and and comfort. And so all of those things are for the purpose of of building us up and strengthening us. And, you know, the thing about the enemy is the enemy is always speaking the negative about us. He's always speaking the worst. This is what you did wrong. You'll you'll never do this. You know he's the accuser of the brethren. The Bible says. And so when when we hear a prophetic word from God, it it never sounds like the accuser of the brethren. It doesn't matter what we're going through, what we've done, what we've experienced. God's heart and mind for us is always to lift us up, always to strengthen us, always to restore us. And so that's where we see that that those definitions uh, in, in in Corinthians where it says it's for. Ex- edification exhortation and comfort. it's always to build us up and to strengthen us and to equip us with who he's called us to be
1: yes wow well now have you ever gone into like uh, a a ministry situation or something and then there were there there were people there or a person there or whatever that just absolutely did not believe in this and, and actually came to disrupt or to prove you wrong
2: oh absolutely (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, yes, I, I remember several years ago we were at a, a conference for a denomination, and and the leader who was hosting the conference he was all for prophecy, he was all for it, but the mo- most of the leaders in his denomination were not his oversight. They were they were really not big fans of it. Um, you know, they had different beliefs about prophecy. And so we did not know this at the time, but we were, you know, ministering to people that they had brought to us to prophesy over. And and this gentleman came up to me and I started, you know, just prophesying to him, releasing what God was saying. And he starts weeping and he starts crying and and, you know, he, all, all, he, gets, he ends up rolling on the floor. Like, he's just like, you can tell he's, he's really deeply being impacted by God. He's rolling on the floor, and he's just weeping and weeping and weeping. And I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, that's powerful. I'm, I'm glad that God's ministering to him. That's so great. And so it wasn't until later on we went back into the general session of the conference, and that same guy got up on the platform. And then I was like, oh, that's the guy I prophesied to, you know, not really thinking anything about it. And he says, um... I, I'm actually the one of the oversights for this region in this denomination, and I literally drove here, my wife and I, to to basically come and shut this down, mm. and and to really say I don't really believe in the prophetic flowing this way or, or, or prophets really hap- happening this way. But he said I have to get up here and I have to publicly repent because he says these are true prophets. He said they don't know anything about me; they didn't even know who I was, and they literally prophesied word for word everything i said to my wife on the way here and everything that we've been discussing and he said i have to publicly repent this is real this is true this is god i mean it floored us because you know we just released the word we don't really know who we didn't know who he was yes and so we're just amazed at how god's word just comes forth even besides what we naturally know but how he speaks and how he was able to minister to this man and really change his heart concerning prophecy
3: I love that in that story that God did not confront this man in the prophetic word. And I think sometimes we think God's somehow at war, like God needed to stand up for himself. But, you know, God wooed this man by touching his heart in a compassionate way that was – just like the scripture, edification, exhortation, and comfort. And he's the one who said, wow. And it's just like the Bible says that his kindness will bring us to repentance. Well, his kindness can bring us to a new understanding of him as well, rather than um, expecting it to have to be a confrontation, you know.
1: So so that was actually a very beautiful thing that was happening there because of of bringing forth the prophetic words. And I know, Rebecca, you, you have a, a wonderful... Uh, example that you talk about, maybe this this sort of thing actually opens people's hearts. The prophetic can actually open their hearts to ministry.
3: Absolutely, you know, um, when Jesus met with the with the woman at the well, um, you know, he met with her and used something, used knowledge that he wouldn't have had naturally about her. He address something very private, actually, um, in her life, but it opened her heart so that he could talk to her, so that he could get her attention and talk to her. And, you know, um, when people see that God knows them, that he cares, that he he knows what matters to them uh, personally, they're able to receive from him directly. God's never been information-driven only. He's always been a a heart-to-heart connector. So even prophecy is not just to tell you, by the way, I know, your secret, or whatever, you know. It's not just to give you information. It's to connect you to him because he's relational and wants that. So that's what happened with the woman at the well. It was a a strong kind of word of knowledge that Jesus gave. But then he got her attention and was able to give her what he really had to offer in the first place. And it led to not only her salvation but the entire town um, being saved because of, this heart deep heart impact that happened.
1: Right. Right. And I know a lot of us, me included, sometimes we get really impressed by the details, sometimes a prophecy, oh that person knew my number or that person knew my grandmother's name or those kinds of things, but that's not what what we're really talking about here. I mean, we don't really need to seek out these type of details. It's not about that particularly.
3: Absolutely. You know when a prophetic minister shares something with us, they—the truth is—they don't even have to know the details. You don't—I personally don't know what it means to someone else when I share what God told me for them. Um, I may think I know or make it the jest, but ultimately, you really don't know because it means so much more to that person as the Holy Spirit's illuminating it for them. And I'll just tell this story. That I received a prophetic word um, that meant so much to me, but honestly, the prophet just had to kind of pause it for a second and say, I just want to disclaim that, um, that, this, that God's about to speak to her about something and that we're not saying this is biblical, but God wants to talk to her. And he's, then he explained it to me. And so he said, what I see is I see a mermaid, and um, God's just showing me that something in your worship is like that. And so that's what he then went on to say, well, mermaids are not biblical creatures. This is not not something of God's design. But for some reason he's telling me to tell Rebecca this. Well, I wept and wept because um, when I was a little girl, I would imagine I wanted to be a mermaid. I just loved the little mermaid who didn't. So it it just, I really, it, it meant to me, um, and I love the ocean, and it just meant to me freedom. So when he said that, and he told me when I worship God, that's God's telling him it's like the little, it's like that mermaid. Um, it was the Lord telling me, you have unmeasurable freedom in me when you're worshiping. You'll never, honestly, I could never have imagined anything happier when I was a child when I would imagine being a mermaid, <laughs> which is quirky. <laughs> It, was, it really touched my heart so deeply, um, and I'll never forget it. I'll just never forget that God cared that as a little girl that meant so much to me that he would bring that back up now and remind me how good that felt when you were a little girl. It's even better. When you worship me, it's even more freedom than that. Yes. That's the heart of God in prophecy is to touch our heart and say, I really know you. I know you. Better than you think I do. Maybe better than you know yourself. I know you. I see you, and I'm and I'm looking right at you, uh, and accepting you, and drawing you closer to me.
1: Wow, that is so good. I know uh, most of us can relate to the Little Mermaid, and, and lots of things that 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 God would reveal. That really does tell us, I know you. I know where you are. I know what makes you happy and I want you to know that I'm I'm joyful over you. So those are wonderful things but I know you also Jermaine you guys warn against being too quick to say someone is a false prophet because there's there's actually a, a human element to this as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, sometimes you know, just based on how we may view things to scripture, oftentimes people will define, he's a false prophet if he got some inaccurate information. Uh, You know, they said my left arm hurts, actually my right arm hurts. (laughs) They're a false prophet, you know. (laughs) They're completely wrong. They missed it. And so, uh, you know, people would would often judge things based on the accuracy or feeling like, ah, they missed it, so they must be a false prophet. But that's not actually uh, correct. A false prophet is actually more someone that leads you away from God. So a false prophet could be someone who actually gives you accurate details who actually can give you your phone number and your name be very accurate but the heart of what happens is it, it pulls you away from God you may focus on that person it may it may anything that that you know separates you or, or gives you a different impression and so so a true prophet is really someone who, who who basically connects your heart to God and that's what the prophetic ministry is about connecting you to God and connecting God to you and, and bringing that connection and so well, we can't necessarily judge it based on the accuracy accuracy based, based on that We're, we have to also judge it on the fruit what is the fruit of the ministry what happens after they minister to you mm. do you feel like ah oh, that was some cool details and you feel impressed and you feel hyped up like oh man he, he got my phone number that was so cool but then you go on about your day and there's there was no there's no heart connection for you to god and so so those are the things that we we look for in the fruit of is someone a false prophet more basing on where are they leading you is it away from god
1: Yes, yes. Re- Rebecca, I, I know you tell a story about a very difficult prophecy that that you felt led to share. And it was totally against your, your normal nature to have to share something like this. And uh, that was with a friend of yours, right?
3: Yeah. You know, a friend of mine was going through several major life transitions at once and, you know, and lo- just a lot of big life moments and changes. And while that was happening, I clearly, you know, could just heard from the Lord that there was a um, really a plan that the enemy had against my, him, my friend, as well. So, you know, he obviously is hearing God and doing his best and obeying God, but the enemy always wants to come in and rob. But So I felt this strongly that there's just this assignment against him um, that's trying to rob from him in the middle of other, what's otherwise a really wonderful time and a very intense time in his life. And I'm not confrontational, and I do not want to Go to a friend or anyone and say, "Hey, there's something wrong," you know. Um, and usually, in hearing God, it's never about needing to confront. It's really about praying or speaking the truth, you know, if if speaking whatever God's saying rather than whatever the enemy is trying to say or do. Um, but even as I prayed, I couldn't shake this, and it was a, you know a long time that passed. So we ended up sitting down, just kind of having dinner with this friend, and I just was able to say you know, um, this is what I feel from God. And so I'm trembling and I think I was probably crying and my lip was probably shaking and my hands were probably trembling. I don't know. Uh, But just was very uncomfortable personally because I didn't want to in any way, you know, make my friend feel accused or defensive or just anything like that at all. Um, But it turned out it it worked out really well and we were able to Say we're with you as a friend, and so we're in this together, and we support you. And a three-chord strand is not easily broken, you know. So, um, so we're able to agree in prayer, and you just might not have seen this. That's why God showed it, you know, to us to pray with you. Yes. So you know, it wasn't even a sin thing. It was just to say the enemy's after, co- trying to cause these challenges in your life right now, in the middle of this time. Um, and so very what we find is very rarely in hearing God does there ever need to be anything that seems like a confrontation or a negative word. It's extremely rare that that's the case. But when it does happen, like in this case, um, you know, it came with so much prayer and um, preparation and humility and then was able to end in, in resolve. And so it can be um, a hard thing. So we always just kind of first default to, The best thing you can always do is pray, and the other thing you can always do is speak. The We like to say flip it. We learned that from one of our mentors is flip it. And so you might come across someone, and the Lord might show you there's a spirit of um, depression trying to operate in their life or something like that maybe they're feeling depressed or they're going through a hard time well you don't have to walk up to them and say hey you're depressed God told me so <laughs> you know like um, you know what good does that do uh, but you can you can present to them listen you know if things are hard I want to get together with you let's have some fun let's bring some joy what's Let's bring what we would say, flip it. Let's bring the other side um, of what God has for you out in, in the middle of this circumstance. And so that's what we were able to do in the middle of a difficult revelation is come to the other side of what is God saying. God's saying you're not going to lose your friends. You're going to come out of this transition better than ever Um, more grounded, you know, whatever the positive promises there are from God. Mm
1: -hmm. And what a strong key that that is, what you said a couple of times during that story. You heard from God, and then you immediately went to prayer So, wow, I think that's such a strong key, whether you get a positive word or whether you get a word that might be hard to deliver, but knowing that God has a purpose for that, and when you did deliver it, then breakthrough came. So I think that's a a fabulous, wonderful, powerful key to say, whatever the word is, go to prayer.
3: Yes, absolutely. In fact, the way we live in hearing God is that almost everything in the prayer point, we end up prophesying so much less than we end up praying because once the Lord shows you and you pray through it, there's even not always a need to talk about it after that. <laughs> like it's, You know, it's kind of a resolved issue. Um, and so I would say with with me at least, I would say at least half of what I sense from the Lord or hear from the Lord, I never really have to talk to anyone else about. I can just pray about it or maybe even talk with my husband and we pray together. Yes, Everything's handled in prayer first.
1: Yes, yes Well, I want everyone out there that's listening to remember That Sid will be here at the end of the program To tell you how you can get Jermaine and Rebecca's brand new book Activating the Gift of Prophecy And their brand new and exclusive three-part audio teaching series Now, what do I mean when I say exclusive? I mean, you cannot get this anywhere else You cannot, I mean, only here through its supernatural and messianic vision So please get this offer today if you can their brand new book and also this exclusive three-part audio teaching series now this resource i told you before is the practical how-to that you've been looking for so please be sure and get it and rebecca i wanted to talk to you about the importance of turning a sensing into a, a prophecy
3: oh yes so absolutely because the truth is you know As God is speaking to all of us, we can receive that word. We can live it, walk it out. We can pray it. But once it's time that we're going to share it with someone else, that's where we have to apply some skills. (laughs) You know. Yes. That's a big part of what our book is about is giving you the skills to take it, take that revelation, and and serve it to someone. And and that's another reason I love Jermaine's chef analogy because. I really see prophecy or revelation from God as being the ingredients, and you can see it all. So there could be some great noodles and tomatoes and basil and um, garlic, but until you know how to assemble and put that together and put it on a plate and serve someone spaghetti, you know, they're just. So anyway, um, and my favorite example is this one time, I was in um, I was in college, and this prophet was coming to minister, and people loved this this guy. And I was very new to the prophetic and had not received very many prophetic words at all. Um, so I was excited, and everyone was saying, "Wow, you're just going to love him. He's he's amazing." Um, and he gave me a prophetic word. It was so short. He stood right in front of me, and it was kind of. Um, I expected the prophetic to be a little weird. That was my stereotype about it. And this met that stereotype. It was a little weird. Um, but he just kind of was like, he kind of like closed his eyes and hummed and was like, Ooh, you're a butterfly. And he just kind of said, Flutter, 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 flutter by, you butterfly, or something like that. Um, and he had a big smile on his face and he kind of made these gestures and, and you know, and then it was over. <laughs> I thought what just happened, (laughs) you know, this is so weird, and honestly, my first thought was, I'm not very spiritual, because I don't understand what, I don't get it, I don't know what God's saying, you know, Um, and he's a prophet, so I missed it, and I, but I I remembered it, and I wrote it down, actually, and I just hoped, you know, okay, I'll understand this one day, and honestly, almost 10 years later, uh, yeah, I want to say about 10 years later, a totally different minister um, prophet was talking with me and Jermaine, and he turned to Jermaine, actually, um, and spoke right to Jermaine, and he said, he said, you know, your wife's heart is like a butterfly. And she, fl- oh, this makes me emotional but <laughs> because it's true, but he said, and she flutters in and out. She flutters in and out of topics. Just like you would imagine a butterfly going from bloom to bloom, um, and he said to you know this prophet said to Jermaine, it may because Jermaine's a very deep thinker. He said it may seem shallow to you, but when she comes in, she comes she comes in with her whole heart, full of joy, full of life, open on display. So really, be careful. Don't dismiss her fluttering because that could be like if you closed your hand on a butterfly. And I'm telling, I mean, it's hard to not tear up telling that story right now or every time I think of that word because. I just think, what could be more accurate about me than that I kind of, I do seem a little bit all in all at once um, in maybe what may seem shallow, but it's, it's my whole heart, you know? Um, and so I immediately, though, while he gave that word, remembered 10 years earlier that man standing in front of me saying, you're a butterfly, and how happy and what joy was on that man's face that that he must have been feeling, you know? So when when this... Now, when this prophet said this to Jermaine about me, I could feel that same joy from, I could feel that's who I am. There's that joy, there's that wholeheartedness, there's, that's how God sees me. Well, 10 years earlier, that man must have been feeling that and he must have seen that, but he obviously did not know, you know, just didn't know how to articulate it or that he, or didn't know that he needed to articulate.
1: He didn't know how to serve it up on a plate for you.
3: Exactly. <laughs> he did not know how to serve that up on a plate for me. And so the difference that, the, that it made oh, it made all the difference. You know, I'll just, it meant so much to me when the minister knew how to deliver it, uh, deliver the way God saw me and explain the way God saw me. And so that's why it's so important to learn how to take what you see or hear or sense and actually turn it into prophecy. And sometimes people are afraid that they're they're putting their own words. Um, and so we really like to talk about that in our book because you get the revelation from God, but God is not holding putting his hand on your mouth and moving your tongue and moving your lips and making you speak, you know? Yes. You have to choose words, and you, and so how do you choose the best words, and how do you uh, communicate it? It's not that hard, but it helps to at least be aware and know that you can choose your words and choose how to deliver this to the other person, how to serve it up on a plate for them so that it's, it's more digestible and means so much more to them. Yes,
1: yes. Germaine, uh, talk to us a little bit about... You know, we have our own thoughts and feelings about things and then but but prophecy is coming from the heart and the mind of God. So that that comes to us in in the spirit. So talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Sure, absolutely. So uh, you know, we we are we are three part being. We're we're soul, spirit, body, and so in our souls, you know, that's where we have our natural knowledge. That's where we have our own feelings, our own thoughts, our own uh, conclusions about things. That that all operates in our souls. You know, our worldview, what we've experienced through life, really shapes shapes our souls, and so. When we, in the natural, when we walk into a situation, we're usually walking into that situation with our own knowledge, our own history about something. And so when when we talk about prophecy and really hearing from God, we have to learn how to really separate our souls, which is what we think, conclusions we've come to and really be able to hear what God is saying. Because we may come to a conclusion in our soul that might not actually be the conclusion that God has about the situation. And God's answer might actually be completely opposite about what what we think. And so in, in even training and, and growing in our prophetic gifting, we've had to learn this in, in, a, in a great way. You know, we'll walk into situations where we have to prophesy to someone and we know nothing about them. we know we we have no no natural understanding and we we may, you know I mean you may look at someone in the natural and come to some conclusions, you know oh they're in a three piece suit, maybe you know they work in some kind of fancy business or something like that you know or or we can and that's all the natural knowledge, but when you come to someone by prophesying, you may look at that and see all that, but that can't affect what you're, what you're saying because you have to pull on what you're hearing and feeling by the Spirit. And so that's where we have to learn how to separate our spirit from our soul to really hear what God is saying without adding our own soul, our own soul knowledge into it. I'll tell a story really, really quickly. I remember we had an opportunity. We just had to, we were pulled into a room to minister to someone, knowing nothing about this person. And this person was was honestly, if you just looked at them at just appearance, you know, they, you'd have thought they were homeless. You know, they they were just in, in just just some really casual clothes, but didn't look the best. They didn't look the sharpest. You know, and so I start prophesying what I feel God's saying, and I'm prophesying about wealth. I'm prophesying about wealth management and 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 how to manage finances and manage wealth, and, and all these words are coming to me. But in my natural mind, in my soul, I'm thinking man, this person is not wealthy, I, you know, like I, I'm, but, but what I'm just releasing what God is saying, separating that out. And after ministering to them, we find out you know, they're, they own some major businesses, they're a hedge fund manager, this person manages billions of dollars, and you're like, oh, okay, good thing I trusted God and not trusted what my own conclusions say. And so that's what I mean when we talk about separating our soul uh, from, from not trusting our own soul but beginning to just lean on, on God's spirit.
1: And, and in the same vein, I mean, have there been times where you actually did know someone and you, you had your own, you had formed your own thoughts and opinions about them. But then when you opened your mouth, uh, you learned something that, that maybe God saw them in a different way.
2: Yes. Yes, there've been times yeah, but you know people that we've known for years and we had opportunity to minister to them and you know we may know about their family, we may know things are going on in their life and then all of a sudden I find as I'm prophesying, I'm saying things that I would never have said if I it were coming from my natural mind. I'm like I know your family, I know I know things about you and I'm saying I'm so that's where we go back to talking about you know, prophecy is a glimpse into God's heart and mind mm. and intention about someone. And so when I, when I begin to prophesy over someone I know, I actually begin to have a greater appreciation for them because now I'm seeing them through God's perspective, not just my own. And I'm like, wow, God sees you so much bigger. God sees you so much greater. God has so much value in you, more than I even thought about you, you know. And so it gives us a glimpse into God's heart. And you end up really caring for people more when you begin to uh, connect with, with, with them in prophecy and releasing what God's saying over their lives.
1: Oh, that is so good. That is so good. Rebecca, you like to talk about the fruit of prophecy. What does that mean?
3: So the fruit of prophecy is really the um, end result of what happened with that prophecy or even that encounter or that experience. And, um, you know, Jermaine touched this a little bit. It's not only did, did it, it is part, mostly did it bring you closer to the Lord, but also what what was the impact? What was the effect of what happened? Um, and so we find that the better we train and prepare and practice um, and you learn how to use wisdom and skill to manage the gift of prophecy, the better fruit or results we're going to see when we minister. And so, you know, there have been times where, uh, in my immaturity uh, and learning how to do it, which is okay cause to everyone who's, you know, listening and feels like, Where would I even begin? This is so big and so much. You just begin with what you have. And so you you may be immature, you may be imperfect, um, but we would trust God's heart for you and for the person you're ministering to that He's going to bring out a good purpose. Um, And so in my immaturity, you know, I may think that uh, going in going intense is the way to go or real direct or something like that. And so I probably would have been the person that would have early on would have just walked up to someone and said, hey, you're depressed, (laughs) (laughs) as like in the example before. Uh, But the fruit of that is not necessarily the fruit god 's looking for, so we, we we like to weigh and understand and give value to prophetic ministry based on the fruit we see, but we also want to learn how to minister in a way that will bring good fruit, so ministering to someone and saying telling them their sin, for example, may or may not really bring about good fruit in their life. it may end up resulting in just shame or um, something to that effect, whereas uh, learning how to handle that word and minister. It in a way that's positive or, or shows the the way to redemption or leads them to the Lord um, in a in a positive light uh, can bring about good fruit and so I think a great example is the man who came to shut down the prophetic conference we were at yes the fruit of that ministry was that he blessed that conference and he blessed that pastor if we were trying to accomplish that we could have tried all kinds of different things but because we trusted the Lord God brought about good fruit out of that word now if we if we we don't even always know how to bring, out, bring about that result or wouldn't have known that was the result, but that was good fruit. And so we look for the prophetic ministry to, to leave an impact, one, that people do feel more connected to the Lord, um, and that, two, you see a good, them walking out the character of Christ or the fruits of the Spirit or them somehow abounding in a better way, um, in more life, in more grace, in more of the quality of the kingdom of God rather than in less.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Jermaine, what kind of testimonies do you see when you guys are moving? I know you have been, uh, you, you were ministered to, you received the gift, uh, you you really want to activate other people in this gift of prophetic Living and operating in the prophetic and being a prophetic believer, when as you teach this, as you minister this, as you teach the activation imp- and and the impartation of what you have, what kind of results do you get?
2: Yeah. So when we teach this, you know, we've we've taught this. <laughs> At churches, we've tossed this in small groups, big groups, in different countries all over, and it, it's it's powerful, the results that come forth. It's just amazing because, you know, people have all kinds of beliefs. They think they can't do it, you know, as, as we covered earlier, but after we teach it, it's their eyes are open, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can do this, and, and, and they feel so encouraged and they feel so so empowered. And so, you know, they they leave they leave places and, and you know, they leave the training time. And, and this becomes a part of their life. This becomes something they now begin to apply. You know, uh, I get testimonies on social media where people will send me things and they're like, you know, ever since your training, you know, I've, I've, I've prophesied to this person that, you know, I, I've spoken some words to different people and they've all been right on and accurate. And they're like, they're just so grateful. So, that you know, that is such an encouraging thing to us to, to watch, to walk into a situation where someone's never prophesied before, where someone's never felt confident enough to hear God's voice. And then after they go through the training, they they leave and they're like, oh my gosh, I can do this. This is accessible by me. You know, it's not just for someone, some elite person out there, but it's for me. And, and it becomes a part of your life. That is the best feeling to just watch that person be equipped in hearing God's voice with confidence.
1: Yes. Yes. And and one thing that I can, I can say in closing about your book is, you know how sometimes you'll read a book and you're trying to get to the part where you learn what you're hoping to learn in the book? You guys do not leave people hanging. I mean, it's it's step-by-step, step, uh, very simple, very practical instructions, and I, I love that. I mean, it's easy to understand and it's easy to say Yes, Lord, I want this, I desire it. I'm asking for it and then just believe it just like you like you teach people. And I know you can't just say that in in a short period of time that that we have here, so I really want to encourage everyone to get this powerful, powerful resource today if you can. And we have had such a great time with you guys today. And if you will, I'd like for each of you to take just a moment and and pray for the the people that are listening to this uh, program today. Whatever you feel on your heart for
2: them... So, Father, right now, we just thank you for every listener. We thank you even right now. I just feel that God is stirring hunger in so many people's hearts right now that they're saying, I want to do this, I want to do that. And, Lord, we just speak a release of your grace right now to where you're stirring that up inside of them. Lord, we thank you for their spiritual ears to be open, their spiritual eyes to be open, for them to hear from you, to hear your heart. And, Lord, we just declare that there's going to be just confirmations coming to them even now as they're believing to hear from you and believing to grow in the prophetic gifting Lord we just release a grace to them over every listener right now just a grace to begin to step into that to hear you to receive you to connect with you and we just speak that over them right now in Jesus name
3: Yes, Lord. I just pray, like Elijah prayed, open their eyes that they may see. Lord, let there be no doubt. There be no uh, voice of worry or even condemnation. But Lord, just the grace. It is by Your grace that we do it. It is only by You and not by our, our education or how much we've read the Bible or um, or any qualification or perfection. But God, it's really just because of because of You and Your love for Your people that You want to speak. So. I thank you for the grace now and for the ease that you're releasing to each listener uh, to not have a stress or a burden, but to just naturally walk in their relationship with you, hearing you more. And Lord, I pray especially for the ones who are lonely, uh, who feel lonely even in connecting to you, who feel maybe uh, that it's been a while since they've heard your voice, or uh, maybe even they've wondered if they heard you accurately. I just speak right now to every lonely heart, uh, every heart that feels a distance of some or an uncertainty certainty uh, that right now your presence and your touch of the Holy Spirit is holding them in in your hands and comforting them and whispering right to their heart your acceptance, your view for them, your thoughts, like like Jermaine said, a glimpse into your mind about them and your heart about them in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you both so much for being with us. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get this amazing resource from Jermaine and Rebecca Francis. Sid?
0: People kept asking Jermaine and Rebecca Francis if there was a book that they could read as a beginning guide to help them understand prophecy and start prophesying after reading it. They didn't know of one. So they felt the need to create this exciting resource, Activating the Gift of Prophecy, your guide to receiving and sharing what God is saying. Jermaine and Rebecca have a God-given gift for activating you in the prophetic. And they've also included in this book a practical, hands-on activation section that is all about training and unlocking the prophetic in you. So be sure to get Jermaine and Rebecca Francis's brand-new book, Activating the Gift of Prophecy, and their exclusive three CD teaching series, Activating the Prophetic in Your Daily Life, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. 97 or go to our website at sidroth.org, SIDROTH.org. Be sure to ask for offer number 9663. Once again, offer number 9663.